And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to our House of the Dragon spoiler review for episode nine. Can you actually believe we're actually one episode away from the grand finale of this whole entire thing? So I can't wait to dive into that for next week on next uh, Wednesday's show. But I have Nick here. I have Mr. Midnight himself. I have Josh here with me. We're going to be diving into some feet. I mean, diving into this episode as we speak. So with further ado, let's go on ahead and get on with the show. And hey guys, how's everyone doing? Pretty good. Good. Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> awesome. So I'm just going to give a little bit of synopsis of the Green Council. That's the name of this episode. After Viserys' death, the small council plots to crown Prince Aegon. Sir Kristen, who's also Lord Dumbass, kills Lord Viserys, who protests Renary being absurd. King's Guard Lord Commander Harold Wrestling resigns. Sir Otto delays announcing Viserys' death to forfeit the council's position and Corsi's house uh, lord's uh, ability. So with that being said, let's go ahead and dive into this thing. So I like the opening scene where basically everybody's now mourning over the fact that Viserys has gone and passed. And you have this sense of darkness over the city and over the people that he is in control. And of course, I like how they actually named him uh, Viserys the Peaceful. Because of how yeah. peaceful he was. So I thought that was very respectful. Mm-hmm. They definitely did him his due diligence. And I thought, uh, you know, with that scene too, when Otto is like, actually kind of mourning his friend dying. Like you see the emotion in his face as Allison tells him the news. But then immediately he snaps out of it and is like, who else knows? Because <laughs> exactly. now's the moment. We got to jump on this thing. And that's what I liked is the fact that, you know, now Allison's like, well, you know, he said Aegon was actually the heir to the throne, but instead it was supposed to be Rhaenyra, and of course, being Allison, she thinks that. So now she actually knows Viserys' actual game plan because mm-hmm. she actually they actually put her on there. I think she actually does know for a fact that that's not what he wanted. Oh yeah, and it was just her sneaking it in there to get Aegon to be the king. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just my thoughts on that part. What about you? There's some insight on that um, for the in the books, I guess. Um, Allison pushes the claim that Aegon is the heir. So for the series, they wrote in that little bit where he tells her the the song of uh, fire and ice, and um, you know she hears that Aegon is the true heir, basically, right? Right. Um, so it's just kind of like adding a little bit more fuel to her claim because otherwise it would have been unbalanced. What about you, Josh? What did you think about the opening sequence and, of course, with the whole thing with uh, Viseri? Um, Honestly, I was a fan of the fact that they went with Viserys the Peaceful. I mm-hmm. thought that was brilliant. Um, I also feel as though that we could tell that although the circumstances with Allison at that age, you know, when she married Viserys, <clears throat> pretty much like you could tell that she actually loved him just by the way she grieved over him. Oh, um, yeah. I I feel like I feel like Alicent is kind of, and I know it's like later on in the episode she kind of scolds her father, but I feel like she's the one that's at a crossroads more than anybody else. Because although all this is going on, she still wants to be able to at least uphold what happened before Viserys died, which was like keeping the family together. But 
that's obviously not going to be the case. So, um, in a way, I feel for Allison. At the same time, I still am very like cautious of her. Like I, I don't fully trust her, but she is in a rock and a hard place. But mm-hmm. um, I said from the beginning, Otto Hightower is not to be trusted. And since Viserys' death, although some people you know believe like yeah, he genuinely cared about Viserys, which I fully agree with, but it's like when the opportunity presented itself, it presented itself. He's like a viper, just mm-hmm. striking automatically, just ready, you know, no problem whatsoever. As soon as he passed, it's like, all right, game on. Put a gun in the seat and let's move on up. Like, that, you know, let's really be the high towers. You know, we'll go to the tallest room, the tallest tower, the highest mm-hmm. tower, if you will. But yeah. yeah, he's literally like, oh, good. We'll just move on with the plan then. Exactly. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> right. It's like no big deal <laughs> because it's like okay you have lord uh sir grudges mm-hmm. that winds up killing the person that people that are basically for viseri for venera and saying i'm not going to stand for this and then you also have the knight who's in charge of sir christian saying that he's resigning because of this so you have a split in the nation too i believe you're going to have that split of some people are going to be for this king some people are not and it's going to be interesting how that actually gets played out later on in maybe episode 10, where Aegon actually becomes the king, and even though it's official now, but I want to see how he actually handles the people who's going up against him. Because now we can see people getting hung. We can see that going on if anybody goes against the queen and also Aegon. So I was actually really ticked off with Allison at this, in this moment. But at the same time, though, she's also still trying to show some mercy towards Rhaenyra, and everything too, because she because Otto said, "Well, we need to go on ahead. We need to take them down." Mm-hmm. And basically, Allison's actually trying to say, "Look, we don't need to shed blood. We need." And of course, that whole entire thing where she's trying to reunite the families, yeah. like Viseri, that's actually going against Viseri's wishes. Wishes, mm-hmm. so you can understand why she's trying to do this peacefully. But at the same time, you're locking the other princes up into the horses. Uh, wife up there and i don't that that i don't get why are you doing that if you're looking for peace well they're they're doing that so that way she can't come and interrupt the, the coronation um which obviously she does in epic fashion um and we can get to that in a little bit obviously but um yeah no i i thought like you know the way that allison really played the whole situation was like i'm still friends with runera this is something that I don't want to have happen but like i do want my son as king and this is the safest thing for my family she thinks even though now they're going to war um early scouting report on Aegon, though uh not looking good you know they may have reached with this draft pick um you know he doesn't really quite have the leadership skills that you're looking for for a locker room and ultimately i don't think that Aegon is going to be able to lead the people to the promised land here the guy looks like Chucky to me. Why would you want to have the guy? Why would you want to go ahead and have a guy that looks like that? And also, too, making kids fight, mm-hmm. too. So you can definitely tell that this guy is not good. This guy is not going to be a good king. He's going to be a vicious king. He's probably going to make those people in the kingdom fight fight against their own kids or something like that. Where you're going to see a brutal brutality with kids fighting kids. For the simple thing of sport, and also to bring money into this whole entire thing too, to bring him more gold. That's what so, I see with so this future you, king. What you're saying is, so we're gonna have Avengers and young Avengers, and then we're gonna have gladiators and young gladiators. I see what you did there. 
That's the secret. And American gladiators. And American gladiators. Too. Gladiators. <laughs> all, all in one. It's all of them. Just throw them together. Just like how Viserys actually wanted it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not really Viserys, peaceful. Yeah. I just like seeing kids. Fight Anybody see the meme of, of Biden with the Viserys mask on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, though, I just feel like. Another thing, too, that Allison says to Otto was this, and I liked how he said, you always used me as a pawn, mm-hmm. always moving me around the board. He goes, yeah, but you're also moving yourself around this board and playing the game the way that it should be played. Yeah. So basically, she's doing this tug of war in her head, but at the same time, she's the one who's moving these pieces, and Otto's just gliding the pieces across the board, seeing where she actually goes. Well, and I loved his line there, too, where he's like, and I made you a queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Which, is totally Which is actually true. Yeah. Pimped out his own yeah. daughter to a king. <laughs> there was only just one thing missing about someone saying the game is afoot. But that's neither here nor there. Um, well, we'll get into the foot later <laughs> in a few minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Way to keep me on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah, what's that weird news game, though? Uh, Laris. In the word, and you know what, Laris is be like, you know what, you be, uh, you be spitting. <laughs> but that scene reminds me of what's that movie with Michelle Pfeiffer, where she's opening her legs and closing her legs. Uh you know, you know what I'm talking about. No, 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 no. It's not Sharon Stone's in it. It's Sharon Stone. My bad. You know, when she's trying to seduce the uh, cops into she's wearing that short white skirt, she's opening her legs. So basically, she's getting what she wants out of the cops, trying to get those charges to be dropped. So basically, she's trying to get her, the information out of him. It's like, OK, well, I know what this guy likes. So I'm going to go on ahead and just, you know, take my shoes off and start letting him look at my feet to get the information. Mm-hmm. When all all she could have done was just email the guy. That's all she could have done. I'm sure a simple email would have been <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank Send you for all frequency. I do appreciate that. It's basic instinct. Thank you. I, the, because that's what I thought of instantly was basic instinct, mm-hmm. where she's trying to get the information out of the guy, and that's how she's doing it. So this is how uh, Allison's actually doing it. She's getting the information that she needs out of him. And then of course, once she gets what she wants at the same time, it can be like an act of sex, a sexual a sexualization. But at the same time, it's not really having sex because you're not doing anything physically. You're just you're seducing the guy. Man. Right. Exactly. It's <laughs> Imagine that your husband dies and your first hookup after that. <laughs> Is a dude whacking it to your toes? He sends her money. He sends her money for feed pics. (laughs) (laughs) Send toes on a little scroll. (laughs) Oh man! Like you know, here's here's the other thing, right? Um, did you notice how when he walked up in the scene, the camera kind of dragged toward his lame foot? Yeah, it told us he was mm-hmm. gonna have to put thing. Yeah, so I just thought when 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 it first happened, I'm just thinking, okay, it wasn't registering at first. Then she took the socks off, and I was like, huh? She's getting comfortable. Yeah. Maybe I, I I genuinely thought she was just getting comfortable. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I genuinely thought that, but 
no, it's okay. Wrong turn. Mm-hmm. And um, or left turn, however you want to see it. But like and <laughs> he just starts, forward. yeah, man. He just starts playing Jimmy Dean all over her, you know. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> At least he didn't like come up and start like sucking him or something like that. That, that would be right. see, that would be a bit much. I don't I think wonder what the payout would be for that though, like on the sag scale. <laughs> that's a great question all right how many toes are we talking here is it like just a big toe or are we we lick and heal like is, do you get a bonus for like you know getting a really tiny pinky toe <laughs> depends on how much information he wants she'll go okay maybe pinky toe will be for a little information see, and see but, but that's the thing i genuinely thought that she was just gonna keep like every time a piece of information was given I just thought, all right, there goes another piece of clothing gone. Yeah. But I just did, like, okay, look. I, I, I just didn't see that coming. I, I well, I'm I didn't pretty sure I just, did, but we you know, did not see that coming. We did not I, see that I coming. Appreciate like, no. that. Exactly. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I didn't see that coming either, to be honest with you guys. Like, I'm like, I just thought, like you said, Josh, I thought she was just getting comfortable and that was it. I didn't think she was going to go into that kind of thing. But she uses it to her advantage in a way that's actually using strategy, which is something I do appreciate them doing with that. And, of course, I thought it was just um, to show deformity with that character. So that's what I thought that the foot actually meant, that he was just showing some type of deformity with his foot, saying that he has a condition. Unfortunately, he does have a condition. It's called Cheetos. So, <laughs> so Rex Ryan anyway, <laughs> right? But, okay. So let's go on to this other part where you have Aegon and then Lord Dumbass uh, going to look for the brother who is not even interested in being a king in the first place, mm-hmm. but yet they're going to still send him there. And I like how the other brother is actually like, look, man, he's not in, into this. I am. I'm ready to take the throne. Let's just go ahead. He'll do his thing. I'll do my thing and we'll be cool. You know, mm-hmm. he can go whack off or do whatever he wants. He can well, leave the free life. Jeller. Right, <laughs> you know, but and he's like, no, we're gonna. St-. And of course, he's still kissing Allison, Allison's behind the whole entire thing. Hmm. So, you know, he's very loyal to her. So therefore, he has. So therefore, you know, he has to do what she, he's told to do. But I also feel like <laughs> I know what you think. What were you thinking, Josh? Come on. <laughs> You know, you were just talking about, you know, kissing ass. And I just thought, well, I mean, maybe that's the next episode. Maybe at some point he just, you know, plants his mouth on her cheek like a sea lamprey or something. It's just like, oh, fucking but, like it does. It doesn't break his vow if he gets her off, but it does if he gets off. Right. See, there's the balance of power. <laughs> right. Ch- chastity of the night's going. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of episode 10. For the night oh is God. dark and full of terrors. <laughs> but what did you guys think of this, though, where basically they're looking for the brother, and then finally they wind up running into that one woman. He's like, look, mm-hmm. I could have killed him. I could have killed the little douchebag, but I didn't. Yeah. You know, remember this day that I ended up was the one who brought him to you and was the one who sent him on that throne. Remember that day. Because I was the one who placed him there, not you. I was the one who got him out of that little hiding spot that I could actually kill him in. Mm-hmm. And then they hand her a bunch of gold to pay her off. And then Otto, of course, winds up saying, I promise you that we will not 
let this day go in vain that you're you will even be remembered for it mm-hmm. but you know why i was just thinking the whole entire time they could actually get his brother to and even that whenever the brother they're fighting he's like look and before christian shows up it's like look brother go your way be do whatever you want to do and i got this mm. and i love that brotherly love be- between them I, I really thought that was beautiful and it seems like to me i'm more on bernera's side than i am on this side oh, definitely but this this show tugs of war at both sides though to where it's like i agree with this person but it's the most realistic way of actually thinking about things. This is the most realistic character building that I've seen in a TV show where some people have their good points. Some people have their bad points. Some people are just douchebags. Mm-hmm. So I definitely like how they bring this out in this show. I think this is a hands down one of the best shows that we have right now. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 100% like, agree. And like the way that they've set up those dynamics too, I think is so important to key in on. Cause like, we know the end outcome based on what we know about from the original Game of Thrones series. So like you're really starting to see those fissures dividing even within the households that are supposed to be allied. And mm. I'm just so excited to see like you know all the mayhem that's gonna happen this weekend. I think Rainice is your X factor. Because like I was talking to somebody earlier about it, right? She's really is even though she supported um Rainier in the previous episode mm-hmm. still is sore about well she doesn't know where Lanor is but as far as she knows mm-hmm. both kids are dead so then you have the other side of the family that's just kind of screwing everyone over trying to push everyone else out or mm-hmm. you know like even the fact that yeah she's the queen who never was and her and Allison had that conversation and it's like well I mean look um, obviously she would want to be queen at some point but that's not going to happen with Allison on the throne. So she's kind of in like her own. She's Switzerland at this point. Mm-hmm. But I think that maybe at some point, if let's say Lenor comes back. I was going to ask you that, Josh. Under or over, do you think that he comes back in episode 10? Is like, surprise, I'm alive. I That would next be great. Season. I don't know about, t- I was just about to say, mm-hmm. I think it would be next season. I think it'll be or ended season. on that cliffhanger. What like um, like, like mm-hmm. have Lenore come back and then have it on a cliffhanger on that on that mm-hmm. note. Okay, I see what you mean. That could work too. Yeah, like we know we shaved his head, right? So maybe there's like, you know, a dark figure inside a hood, like on a ship, and we don't know what direction it's going. Yeah, uh, specifically, but like maybe we see something off in the distance that could right. clue it up. And that could be the catalyst that puts her on Rhaenyra's side after maybe, you know, mm-hmm. she sits down with, with Rhaenyra and Lenor asking, okay, well, so you just caused a lot of emotional turmoil on me. So what was going on? Like, what was so your I, whole deal here? I think she actually already is on, on Rhaenyra's side because well, you know, the whole, at the end of the episode, obviously, right after, you know, all the prom and pompous of um you know the the coronation ceremony you know she's able to escape and get to the dragon pit and then you know she has the opportunity to end right. it there but decides instead to go back to one her granddaughters that are over there and two um you know who i think she believes is not only the rightful queen but you know kind of maybe views it as a little bit of like 
same thing happening to her and she has an opportunity to now to change the outcome of that because and I, like, it's a man taking over from from herself as a female queen so you know i wish I, you took the shot personally warning shot like take out otto otto has already outlived his purpose now right yeah no, no right? he is Dagon's yeah. on the throne he's got the crown allison's got power like what else is he gonna do? He's just gonna well, keep well. Go on ahead, Josh, and I'll get into my point in a minute. I, I, I was just gonna say that I think, like, you know, although I, I do agree with you, Nick, that I mean, she could be over near her side. I just think that she might still be a little. She might still have some soreness about how things went down. So I don't really. I just don't think she's on anyone's side yet at the moment. Like she's still the one that has to be won over. Mm-hmm. in a way and mm-hmm. i do lean towards her going to rhaenyra's side i just don't feel like it's it's explicitly written yet but i mean it can be it could we could say it's implied mm-hmm. they obviously have some things that they would have to sort out first before she officially takes that side but um she's obviously against allison's clan yeah. i mean like that 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 goes without saying mm-hmm. they were trying to push I mean, her out the whole time and well I feel like this though, okay? Because remember at the very beginning, she was not really for Bernera at all. She was actually against her, even when right. she came in to her presence, even though she was in a desperate way. And Nick and I talked about this last Sunday's episode, where basically she winds up telling her, You're just doing this for desperation, just so you can survive. Mm-hmm. Now she actually sees behind. Now I think because of the fact now she has the deeper look into how Allison is. Mm-hmm. And everything and realize oh i've made the mistake here i'm being the one who's being held captured here mm-hmm. and i was so basically i was in the wrong so now i need to go ahead and warn her yeah you know and i like the fact that you know i love that scene because you have the fire coming up from underneath the floor then all of a sudden you see the dragon coming up i'm like yes i was fanboying like nothing out of that yeah and you know, I thought that was really cool. And then I thought to myself, well, if the dragon kills everybody inside that thing, there's not going to be any place for that kid to rule because you can see where that teal's going. He's ki- the dragon's killing people left and right. And well, this also will, right. And <laughs> this also winds up making now Allison to where she has to go to war. Mm-hmm. Where before Allison was actually against going in the first place and shedding blood. Yeah. I, you see, though, she didn't realize that, mm-hmm. though, either. She just went into the realizing, oh, she's going to kill Bernera when yeah. she was actually trying to spare Bernera. So now it's this miscommunication between the two houses. So now all she's going to, all now Bernera's going to do now is try to take Allison down. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the main showdown for episode 10. But, you know, I like how at first Aegon's not really wanting this. And then all of a sudden you see his little bastard self. Yes. Raise his sword, and now he's like, "Okay, this is what ruling is about." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. What if he just started whacking it right there for old time? <laughs> he's like, "Home landing!" Like, <laughs> watch me with my Valerian steel. <laughs> oh man, spilling my seed everywhere. They all <laughs> you get some. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. My ro- my royal oaks. <laughs> Uh, did you guys happen to watch the uh, post episode credits at all? Um, 
where they like talk about making the episode? No. So they, they talk about uh, Princess um, and, and how, like, when she makes the decision to not, you know, torch the entire um, Hightower family, it's because Allison steps in front of the dragon and she sees a mother. And as a mother that just lost all of her kids, um, they said that it's like her moment where she's like, okay, my other decision here is to go warn the other mother and not be a murderer. So and that's what I got out of that, though, too, because I was like, well, why didn't she just burn them to the ground? I'm like, no, that was a mafia way of actually looking at it. It's basically come at me, bro. It's like, come at me. I got my dragon back and I'm going to go warn Venera and I'm going to destroy some people in the process. So, you know, good luck with that. And <laughs> and I think that it was just a warning. It was just a message. Hey, look, I'm in control now. I got my dragon back. You don't have nothing. And I feel bad for her, though, because she lost so much. She mm-hmm. lost her brother because he was a stupid douchebag who didn't keep his mouth shut. She lost her husband. Be, uh, husband. She is the weakest link in that family now. She's not, she just has two people in her house now versus how rich they were in the very beginning of this season. Now it's coming to where it's about her survival, her desperation yeah. as well. Right. Yeah. So that, that scene with her flying away, uh, I heard a criticism earlier today from my buddy Manny, so I'm not going to take full credit for this, but I do kind of subscribe to it. Doesn't really make sense that that giant dragon could fit through a, a door that was being clogged with people. Right. Like, it just doesn't seem like that's how it would have escaped. He's not. I think it would have been cooler if went he went through the roof. That's what I was thinking. It's true. He comes down and kills Otto Hightower. Boom. Like She's that. not a murderer. The character that has kind of lived through, you know, all of his diabolical plots gets offed, and it hmm. gives us a major Game of Thrones character that's dead. That's true. Well, but that would I feel like this. Written in there too. With Otto, I feel like his plotting is not over yet. Yeah, because he also wants even more power and wants Allison even more in control. So I'm thinking that his news is not over yet until probably maybe the tenth episode. Mm-hmm. Once we get into that tenth episode, I think we're going to see Otto die. What if Aegon replaces him as the Hand and he turns on Aegon? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what makes Aemon the Hand? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. We've got, and then we have a little hand verse king consort. (laughs) (laughs) But all in all, nothing available. Oh, wait, wife's sunglasses. There you go. My sunglasses are on the kitchen table. Oh, damn it. Cool. Gotta do our men in black stuff. Black. I'll I'll save it for next next week. We are. I'll do this. (laughs) Bulls were champions. Ah, Renera's kids look like mine. (laughs) (laughs) You know, okay, can we talk about that for a moment, though? Okay, so the person I was talking to at work about this, right? So, how is it that in Game of Thrones, you could, you know, Cersei's kids, there's like, they're obviously hers, but they're all blonde. Mm hmm. And that would be like, okay, no one's questioning it, but it would take some investigating. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't you think that, so this is what he told me. 
So wouldn't it wouldn't it have made sense if the Strongs were black or if there was another black family that was involved that she probably did something with them, but the hair texture would also still be different. Uh-huh. And that way it's more like it would take some investigating as opposed to like clear and plain plain sight. They look nothing like Lenore, yeah. like at all. I'm like, like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, like obviously everything else in the show is great. There's just a minor criticism, but I just feel like that could be. I don't know why they didn't just kind of pull that point and apply mm-hmm. it here as well. I just feel like that would make more sense. And stuff well, like even that. Abby said the same thing on her show, though, too, as well. Like they should have like. Uh, black hair or something like that to actually resemble who they to make it a little bit different to make it more investigative being an investigation on it. Yeah. So I've got a theory on on all of this, right? Um so Valerian and Targaryen bloodlines are supposed to be the strongest. That's why the offsprings of those families always have the platinum blonde hair or the white hair with the light skin. Right? Mm -hmm. So maybe the situation is Renera, with her baby daddy that she had, found a bloodline that's even more powerful, and that's where the Jon Snow Targary- Targaryen is going to come from. Hence the last name Strong. Hmm. Nick, you are a brilliant man, sir. Thank you. Somebody <laughs> give this man, teach the Game of Thrones class. <laughs> <laughs> and also have Abby with him, too, because Abby's also another good one to oh, actually. Yeah, man. Double team that class theory 101 Game of Thrones, <laughs> <laughs> but still, all in all, like you said, though, Josh, there's a small, little, small nitpick nit criticisms, but other than that, though, this episode is solid. I really feel like this uh, is a cohesive story. This is actually a, a show that knows what it is and knows its tone, knows its audience versus the last season of Game of Thrones that we had. So, you know, I really have to say, I really enjoyed this over the last season. Okay, what you got. I will say this in defense of that last season. Now, I just got through my first watch of the whole thing, and I'm not going to deny it. I liked the last season, but I will say they needed at least two more episodes. Mm -hmm. I agree. They needed at least two more. Like, kind of stretch out that whole um, arc with Cersei just a little bit more. Maybe go in another episode with Daenerys kind of ruling over all these people and them just dealing with the aftermath of all of this. And then maybe she's making plans for these other cities that she plans on conquering. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then John overhears this. It's like, oh, I got to do something. And we see him wrestling with it for a long time. And then, boom, we get that payoff where he does what he does. And that's the end of the show. I, I, I just felt like it really two more. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I I've got the perfect, perfect filler to kind of bridge all of this, right? Mm-hmm. So what's one of the main criticisms of the last season? There's no conclusion to the Lord of Light part of the story, right? Jon right. Snow gets brought back to life somehow, and then uh, the Red Lady dies, mm-hmm. and that's kind of it, right? So maybe somehow, some way, we finally see the Lord of Light, or the Lord of Light communicates to Jon Snow that... Uh, Darnarius is going crazy basically, and he needs to take her out before mm. she murders everybody. I like that's that, and then like it's that. like, cool, now we have a purpose for that storyline. And it wasn't actually just, um, you know, the undead that he's supposed to defeat, but it's also really 
the destruction Balance. of everybody from mm -hmm. the queen. Or you could even take it a step further. If they didn't do it right then and there, maybe they could have had the Lord of Light, you know, still speak to him, but it would be towards the end when he's leaving the wildlings, and maybe yeah. there's this next big prophecy or mission or something that he has to John Snow just ayahuasca. You know, <laughs> and then that could be the basis of the John Snow show, and yeah, and yeah. it was the Aaron Rodgers route. See, hell Mary. There you go. <laughs> but anyways, I think that's gonna be it as far as this episode goes. I believe that's everything that we wanted to talk about, right, guys? Is there anything yeah. else? Okay, so if you guys are watching, comment in the comment section if you got what's your your guys' uh predictions and everything i've been seeing some people in uh, that's actually watching don't be shy comment inside the thing don't be shy but if you want to comment later on go on ahead and i'll comment back with you guys i like chatting back and forth but anyways that's going to wrap up for tonight's episode but here's the thing in about 15 minutes rossi will be on her show on this network and she's going to be reviewing the new hillraiser movie at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, 9 o'clock p.m. Central time, 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern time for that. So in a few minutes, you'll get to see Rossi review that film. And I hope that you guys enjoy that review that she's going to bring you for this little uh, horror mo movie review stuff that we've been doing. So with that being said, guys, always until next time, it's been an honor. It's been a privilege. I can't wait to do this again. And we'll be back again next Wednesday to wrap up this whole entire season of house of the dragon i've been enjoying doing this with everybody and have a great oh we actually have a comment not a problem rossi not a problem she's actually in the chat right now hey <laughs> <laughs> you cheetos down <laughs> just because it's your birthday does not mean that you get to put your feet up on my on my show forgive me john we are not worthy <laughs> You are not worthy of putting your feet on the desk. <laughs> All right. Have a great and safe day or night, everyone. And we'll see you back again very soon.